I'm sure many of us know someone, if not you, who's felt uncomfortable talking about religion and money or just have feelings of shame or guilt about it. Welcome to Yahweh's Money, a podcast where we discuss the crossroads or intersections of religion and money. We're going to go deep into topics like tithing and saving and debt and so much more from the religious view. I'm your host, Shay Cook, CEO and founder of Crusaders for Change, LLC, and our co-host is Vanessa McNelly, one of our financial counselor coach educators. Let's talk about God and money. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Yahweh's Money. We're super excited because this is season two. Also, our anniversary started May 5th of 2022. So a year in, Vanessa. Hi, I know. So the good thing is, is we didn't get canceled like most TV shows, right? So. <laughs> I don't think that's how podcasts work. Even though we can't, right? <laughs> I love it. I but love yeah, it. we made it. Yay. We made it. 28 episodes in. This episode is Mom's Money Message in honor of Mother's Day, but just to be into season two, I never thought about it. I just kept going, kept recording. (laughs) I was just excited to be with Vanessa and Adriana behind the scenes and just doing our things around God's mission of talking about Yahweh's money, the crossroads of religion and money. So super stoked season two. So let's get into it. They say moms know best. And as Mother Day, Mother's Day approaches, we want to share some of that wisdom with mom's money messages, whether it's your mother, a grandmother, an auntie, or a mother-like figure. Somewhere along the line, you may have come across a money message or lesson that impacted you. So let's talk about them. So the Bible says in Proverbs 31, 25 through 28, she is clothed with strength and dignity, and she laughs without fear of the future. When she speaks, her words are wise, and she gives instructions with kindness. She carefully watches everything in her household and suffers nothing from laziness. What does that say to you? So much. (laughs) It says so much about, I think, women in general. Mm. I think a lot of times, you know, as you know, I talk about invisible work a lot too. There's so much that we do as women and mothers and grandmothers and, you know, sisters and whatever you are that a lot of people don't even realize is happening behind the scenes. Mm. And it's always something that either is mentally exhausting, physically Hmm. exhausting, or both. But moms seem to always get things done and they always seem to be very appreciative of, you know, those last few minutes of the day that they even have with their children. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those situations. I think moms know that they're going to get through it. They're going to, you know, miss this time that they're having right now at some point later on in their life. Um, But somehow, some way. Make make miracles happen. <laughs> make miracles happen. So true. And I remember mm-hmm. when I first got married almost 25 years ago, which is crazy. Proverbs 31 was what the women in the church said you have to refer to. I got a whole book on Proverbs 31, 32, around that uh, scripture. And it was amazing to see what, first of all, it's kind of exhausting. It's like <laughs> what a woman, a mother is supposed to right. do, right? And yeah. what we accomplish and what God gives us the strength, whether you have a child or not, mm-hmm. to do as a a woman in the world is amazing, mm-hmm. the responsibility around it, but he gives us everything we need. I mean, yeah. you know, from the strength and the dignity to laugh. And even when you have the fear, you know, you get on your knees and you pray to God that you're here or you speak to that man or woman in your life that's hope, helping, hopefully helping you, holding you up. 
And then even when it comes to money, you know, just learning those lessons through the word or through other women around your life, through somebody like Vanessa Adriana, who's teaching me even today, we were talking about houses and different programs and stuff like that, home buying. Those is, that is so amazing what God puts in our toolbox and around us, the people we need to yeah. build up those messages, whether it's money, whether it's rearing children, whatever it is. It's pretty freaking fantastic. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. And it always takes a village, you know, and we do have these people around us that are there to support a hundred percent, whatever we need. And they seem to always be there at the right moment. They so, do. Mm-hmm. Moms are masters of resilient and resourcefulness. Really, they are. They learn how to overcome obstacles, whether it's making a dollar stretch or finding ways to make money to support their families. And I know we were talking about food and how moms just, they find a way, whether you're rich or poor, you know, I just remember growing up, we had a lot of rice, a lot of beans, a lot of like turkey necks and ground beef, whatever it was to make sure with a family of five, I had two siblings and my father, my mom would make sure we had that food Mm -hmm. and it would last us. We had leftovers or whatever. And she, or she just had that in her mind. This day is this food, this food, that food. You can fend for yourself on Fridays, but it just made life easier easier around the food aspect because food was expensive for a family of five. We hardly ever ate out. Mm-hmm. I remember if we'd ever went and got made, it was either McDonald's or Golden Corral. <laughs> it was only like two places we went eat out because, you know, Golden Corral was your buffet style. You can go in there and eat whatever you want. And McDonald's mm-hmm. was like that treats, right? And I just remember getting a Big Mac as a little yeah. kid. And yeah. it's like, oh my God, I got a Big Mac. But it's been <laughs> like, you know, we only went every three or four or five months to McDonald's. Like yeah. we ate at home every day and she made it work. Yeah. And I think back then too, cause you know, we're super old, Shay, uh, <laughs> you know, it was something that going out to eat was a treat. Cause it was the same thing yes. for us. Like we did not go to McDonald's. Mm. Like I think I went to McDonald's the very first time when I was like six years old Oh wow! and it was only something that we would get. Like if we were sick, Yeah, it was like a treat when you were homesick mm. from school and you would get mm-hmm. a happy meal. And like to this day, my dad will ask me, you know, why do you get a happy meal? And I'll say, because it makes me happy, oh. you know? And it's just one of those little memories that you have, but you know, you use what you had at home first. Mm-hmm. Everything else came later. Everything. Else and I came know later. like my mom, she was very resourceful with her time. Mm. And that was something that I never even understood as an adult. My parents owned several businesses. My mom ran a steakhouse and she would drop me off with my grandparents before the sun would come up. She'd pick me up probably eight or nine or 10 at night um, because she made sure that I would sleep in my own bed at night. But she always had some sort of time for me. Whether, you know, it was on the way home or sitting at the table going over my day, Mm. but she always made time, even if she really didn't have it to give. Wow. That's beautiful. Wow. Ooh, Lord. Yeah. (laughs) Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. You know, and according to creditcards.com survey, young kids especially look at their mothers for money matters like you did. Why Vaughn? May she rest in peace. Um, they are other first teachers, examples of money management and habits and behaviors, modeling healthy money habits in front of children can have a lasting impact, such as a budget, saving, and investing. The same can be said for those unhealthy money habits, such as overspending, impulse buying, and accumulating a lot of debt, which is unfortunately my experience with my family growing up. And how has that impacted your relationship for money? I'm going to speak first on that because for me, I had more of a negative experience. Mm -hmm. My family were 
always trying to keep up with somebody. <laughs> we were a military family, but we're always trying to keep up with somebody. Yeah. We had the latest this, the latest that in the house. And I mean, overspending was crazy. Lots of credit card debts, lots of arguments about money. I, I remember mm-hmm. so many arguments about money between my parents. And it was just like, I grew up just like, I don't want to be like that. Mm-hmm. And to me, I use that to my advantage. Like I, I, I admit I had some faults and mistakes with money. Of course I did. I had to learn on my own when I went out on my own, whether it was college or I got married and traveled the world with my military husband. But I, you know, I experienced, I started building up that credit card debt and I was like, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to be arguing with my husband about something that is something, especially coming from the trauma of childhood and seeing that. And so to me, I was like, I'm going to do the opposite. I learned, I learned about credit cards on my own by reading the statement. I paid off my credit card debt right away, you know, and the list goes on. I mean, we didn't have savings growing up. So I was like, I'm going to save. So now I'm a hoarder. So I'm like, I go from one extreme of growing up with parents that were overspenders, credit card debt, 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 just crazy, irresponsible around money. And here I go to the other extreme like not want to spend money, don't want to have debt, don't want to have anything on my credit card because of what I saw. But then I can't really live my life. I don't want to buy anything nice for myself at times because I'm like, oh, I might end up like that, you know, like or any other family member or client right. that we may have. Yeah. So it honestly brought a level of fear that I had to work out in therapy that mm-hmm. I didn't realize like the trauma that I went through was I was afraid of making those mistakes and ending up like them right. where there has to be a balance. Because I'm an extremist. So if somebody does one thing, I'm going to go to the other extreme and do the total opposite of them. Not knowing that uh, my husband's like, "Uh, it's okay to treat yourself. No, it's not. No, it's not. I don't want to do it. He's like, stop it. You know, it's just like, just stop it. You have to earn that. Yeah, you have to. (laughs) So that was unfortunately my experience. And I see Mm -hmm. it, how it affected my siblings. They thought it was okay to live like that. And so it's like. So they end up being more like them than they wanted to be. But they're like, well, parents had debt. They had a credit card. They didn't know they overspent. So I'm going to do the same thing. They okay. I'm like, yeah, but behind the scenes, there was a lot of cussing and cursing and just acting crazy and treating each other in a way that I didn't like because of that money issue. So yeah, yeah what was your experience? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think you and I had very different experiences we did. growing up. And, you know, growing up, I was very lucky to have parents that worked very, very hard. Mm. And because they worked very, very hard, they did very well for themselves. Mm. But you would never have known that looking Mm. at my parents and my family. Uh, You know, we would go to Walmart. My mom's favorite saying was always, eventually everything goes on sale. (laughs) And we weren't allowed to buy clothes or anything that we wanted until it Mm. was on sale. Uh, you know, that was something that was just instilled in us that, you know, you don't need it that badly. Like You'll be fine without it. You know, I never had name brand anything growing up. Mm. I was taught that that was not important. Um, you know, it was one of those situations where you wanted what everybody else had, mm. but I'm very thankful that they taught me I didn't have to keep up with mm. anybody else. You know, the only person I had to, you know, to, to please was, you know, God first and then mm. me second. You know, wow. I just had to be happy with what I had. Nice. Uh, so, you know, we learned that. Things are just things a lot of times, Mm -hmm. and experiences always mean a whole lot more in the grand scheme of things. You know, I had parents uh, that had great parents themselves, Mm. so my grandparents, you know, they taught us things like if you don't have the money for it, you don't need it right now. Save up for it. If you really, really want it, you'll make it work. Mm -hmm. So all these lessons that I learned growing up, you know, 
those were the things that I think carried me through and helped me during the times of my life when I didn't have so much um, because it was like, you know what, been there, done that. This is cool. I can get through it. But it was one of those situations where, you know, I didn't have to meet anybody else's standards. Mm. And sometimes that was so hard, so, so hard because if I wanted something, I had to work hard myself to buy it. Mm. Like if I wanted to go to prom, that was on me. Yeah. I wanted, you know, to play a sport that was on me, all those things. So just learning how to get what you want and make it work at a young age was something that was just always instilled in us. That's beautiful. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't want to say too much to be disrespectful, but thinking back from my childhood, mm-hmm. <sighs> my parents would have followed us the world and didn't have the money to do it. Mm-hmm. I just remember I, I saw a Ralph Lauren uh, ad in the news in the one of my wet magazines the other day, and it looked like I don't know if you're familiar with Cross Colors back in the day in the nineties, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. and so I was like, it took me back to the nineties of having Cross Colors to having. Uh, what was the starter jackets? You know, we were in Germany, so we were trying to be like the rappers and the hip hoppers mm-hmm. <laughs> on TV. And I've never felt telling my husband this, like, mm-hmm. hey, we were dressing like crisscross and all of the <laughs> rappers back in the day, LL Cool J. Like, we literally had the Kangos. We had all of that. Like, we were, because that's what we had as our influencers back in the day was, right. you know, videos on TV. And we would look at that and I'm like, okay, we got to have mm-hmm. the cross colors. We got to have the starter jackets. We got to have the the boots. We got to have the all these things. And we were dressed like that. And that was expensive. And my parents would buy it for us my brother Mm -hmm. had the jordans all of that like because we were trying to look like the people on tv or the people in the school and they were and not realizing they were putting it all on credit cards they weren't buying that in cash right yeah you know or they were putting it on uh, before that star card i forgot the name of it It was like dpp or something back in the day (laughs) um so we were military they were putting that or layaway and then get it off and so it was so much debt being accumulated trying to keep up with the hip-hop or the rap or whatever that was or the tv or the people in school And then after a while, I don't know, I just got smart when we moved back here to Maryland and I was in school and I started working. And then I was like, I, it wasn't even about not wanting to keep up with the Joneses. It was more at that time, like, I want to buy my own. I don't want to be relying on my parents to buy my stuff. Mm -hmm. So then I realized I couldn't afford all that. So Mm -hmm. I started going back to pay less Mm -hmm. to Walmart Mm -hmm. (laughs) to buy my stuff or the PX (laughs) or wherever um, to get my clothes. And then after a while, I was like, I don't care about no name brand. It's more about quality. (laughs) Right. And so that was all instilled for me from my experiences of myself and people all around or whatever. It wasn't from my parents. Mm -hmm. Um, So and then I realized my my siblings still try to keep up with the brand stuff now. I mean, I like Nike. That was about Mm -hmm. it. But I tried a couple of brand things and I was like, okay. I'm paying for all this money. I can go somewhere else and get just as quality or better for cheaper. Right. You yeah. know, so those are the kind of lessons I learned. Yeah. But growing up, I didn't see that. And getting back to the mom, you know, mom mm-hmm. didn't have that either. Her mom mm-hmm. was the same way, I believe, from my grandma, Catherine. I didn't get to know her very well because we were moving and she died when I was 19. But, you know, I just remember her living in a nice apartment in Baltimore, but mm-hmm. she ran numbers and all that good stuff. So it's like, we yeah. didn't, I didn't have anybody <laughs> on any side of my family that was really responsible with money. Yeah. Um, yeah. So again, it's just experiences. And I thank God for God and for the word and just, I thank God, yeah. honestly, for Nathaniel Cook Jr. I have to give Aww. him to my husband because he, he grew up in the ghetto in Baltimore and he taught me how to save and mm-hmm. delay my gratification 
uh, and all that kind of stuff. So really a lot of my lessons come from my husband. So we'll talk about that on Father's Day. Yeah, <laughs> so, no, that's awesome. But, yeah. And you know, and I do, I do think, you know, children spend a lot more time with their mothers mm. and their mothers are usually the ones who are buying the groceries and yeah. taking the kids shopping. So yeah, we do learn more from our mothers mm-hmm. with money than our fathers. We do. You know, we and do. I remember there are so many times I'll have conversations with my dad about things and he's like, you mean we didn't pay for that? And I'm like, no. I was like, mom <laughs> told me I had to do it myself if I wanted it. He's like, wow. I had no idea. <laughs> oh my God. And I was like, I'm so thankful for those things though, yeah. you know, that I learned lessons. But, but yeah, I think, you know, we're just around our mothers more when they're making those choices and they decisions. Are, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Cause dad at the time back in the day and still commonly now traditionally is yeah. the breadwinner and stuff like that. So mom is in the home buying the things, taking care of the home. Exactly. exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, like in Ezekiel 19, 10 to 11 says, your mother was like a vine in your vineyard planted by the water. It was fruitful and full of branches because of abundant water. Its branches were strong, fit for a ruler's scepter. So what I get from that is, like you said, mom is the vine. She's what's holding together, they you know, always are. You know, or dad <laughs> is the vine. You can look at it both ways, the vineyard. Right. And then she's being, he, she is watering that. Yeah. Continually watering that, the children, the spouses, the family to help them grow. So exactly. and stay strong. Yeah. 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 Moms are always, or from the most part, you know, they're always the caregivers and the caretakers and Mm -hmm. they just, they take care of everybody but themselves and they make sure everybody else have what they need and what they want, uh, except for themselves usually. And they give every last drop of themselves. Mm. Not to say that, you know, that dads don't do that, but you know, most mothers I know give every single ounce of themselves to their families. That's a problem, but it's the it truth. Yeah. But it, so I had to learn. <laughs> I'll never forget when I was younger, well, I just had Alana, my dad's mother. So my grandmother on his side, grandma Estelle, she said to me, like, she just used to give me these looks because when I first had my child, the first year to three years, I didn't take care of myself. Like I wasn't really doing my hair like I used to, my makeup like I, I wasn't buying no clothes. It was all about Alonica, like right. everything. And she was like, I am tired of seeing you in a scarf. And even my mother-in-law said this. I was wearing scarves all the damn time. I'm tired of seeing you in scarves and sweatpants, Shay. Like, it was like, I was I, I was so mad at her, but she was right. Because I was just buying everything for Alana, taking making sure Alana was clean. She was smelling good. Her hair was done and everything. I was doing nothing for myself. Mm. And so it's, again, that balance. But I see a lot yeah. of women do have the self-care. It's either mm. on one spectrum where they always dialed up and their kids look a hot yep. mess or their kids look great and they look hot mess it's like okay you yeah, can both look yeah. great <laughs> and still be yeah. you know financially responsible right but the self-care is missing we forget we put ourselves last and that's a woman do. thing I don't think it's a mother yeah. thing I think it's a yeah, woman we do. thing yeah. I think a lot of times we're taught that too by other mm. women you know by older generations I know my grandmother my mom was so first of all my mom was always very good about taking moments for herself oh that's beautiful and she would yeah she would go on girls trips you know her and her sisters would go places mm. And it wasn't often, but she would take Mm -hmm. time, you know, and I always loved that about her because I got to hear about her adventures later on. And it was one of those things where, you know, she always told me when I got married the first time, uh, you know, the first thing she said to, you know, to the guy I was engaged to was, you know, I'm okay with this as long as you never 
let Vanessa stop being her and having time with us. And that was our girls trips because, you know, we were adventure buddies and that's what we would do with each other was go and travel and see and do. And it's, you know, it's one of those things I think as moms, especially you're guilt tripped into thinking you were never supposed to leave that family. So my mom would go on these trips and my dad's mother would come stay with us and she would get me out of bed early in the morning to cook breakfast for the men, Mm. you know, even though, you know, my dad didn't have to go to work until like Mm -hmm. three or four in the afternoon because he worked evenings and nights. My brother was just a year younger than me and I worked after school and I had after school stuff that I did. And it was one of those things I never understood, (laughs) you know, and she was mad at me because I wanted to go to college and I didn't want to be a stay at home spouse. And like it just a different world, just Mm -hmm. a different world. So when you're fed that all the time, you are, you know, made to think that it's not okay to take time Mm -hmm. for you. Mm. Yeah, my mom, other than going to the club here and there with her friends when my dad was TDY or deployed mm-hmm. or something, she ain't never went on a girl's trip. And mm-hmm. I ain't know. Like, I've never been on a girl's trip either. I, I always count my time when I worked for the government, like going TDY or going somewhere mm-hmm. that that was my like girl's trip, hanging out with my colleagues. But <laughs> a true girl's trip, I have never mm-hmm. had because I never saw that. I mean, I'm sure it was a lot to do with the money, but also to do with you're supposed to be home taking care of your kids while your husband's out there working or if they're in the military Mm -hmm. deploying or TDY Mm -hmm. and whatever. But my mom never went anywhere with friends, like long term, like, yeah. Well, and that is harder with military families because, you know, as we know, you know, you you can't depend on your military spouse. You don't know when they're going to be there, when they're not. I mean, gosh, I've had friends where I've literally babysat their children for months on end when things have happened because, you know, you can't depend on that military Mm-hmm. spouse you're doing it alone essentially yeah, no family around mm-hmm. you know my brother and sister well well my brother not because he's military but he was really moving around but my sister has been locally her whole time married and with kids and so she's had my parents and other yeah. family members to rely on I didn't have that until we moved back here and my child was older so right yeah interesting well according to childmind.org talking comfortably about finances with your kids help them develop a healthy relationship when relationship with money, whether it's moms talking to their kids at the supermarket to compare the cost of food, explaining the impact of inflation on the price of goods, or including them in family decisions, moms can truly make a difference. And so I agree with that. I mean, from day one, my daughter was able to talk and really learn. I was taking her to the commissary and had her have a little pad where she can write down how much everything was. And if she was within $5 of the price that the register was, I would give her the money, um, give her some money for that. And so so that was like a point where she knows, like learn about the cost of things and math, basic math and all that kind of stuff. And she's, you know, I started teaching her her early about everything mm-hmm. money. Uh, just I wanted her to have a better start. And it's like, even before she went to college, we had full on financial coaching counseling sessions that whole summer. <laughs> it's like, mm-hmm. are right, you going to get your budget together? We're going to figure out what this looks like through the year. You know, mm-hmm. she was working then too at a grocery store and then moved into other different positions and getting paid. And so I like, let's spend your money wisely. And she recently got a credit card. I made her go through all credit card one-on-one crusaders yep. for change training <laughs> that I just Good. developed on the spot. But I was just like, all right, you're going to do that. And we're going to monitor this. And this is what you should do in that. So I just feel like just instilling those things, like even, I know this is our world and we do this for a living, but being able to share that with my child is Mm -hmm. very important because I didn't get that. And who was it? 
was it you at our Tickle My Money Bone event recently and was like, has anybody had any training on money? Or maybe it was one of the comedians. And I was like, me and my sister didn't raise our hands and my mom and dad are like staring down. <laughs> and oh, I'm like, no. I, I turned yes. around, I said, I'm sorry, but it's true. <laughs> like y'all didn't teach us anything, but what not to do. So, like, <laughs> I think it was one of the comedians. Yeah. 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 You know, and that's something I, it, it's never too early to teach someone the value never. of the dollar. You know, Never. and I think too, when they see that, then they understand what it takes to get the things that you mm. need and what you want. And mm. I think that, you know, the kids ask for less then and they mm. whine about less because they understand what it takes. Exactly. And then when they move out, it's like, okay, they're in a good position because they understand what they're going to have to make to pay all these bills. Exactly. So, yeah. And I think I might have, I hope a healthy fear, but my daughter is afraid to use her credit card. Oh, and she's like, I had to talk to my therapist about it. I'm like, really? She's like, yeah, it really freaks me out. I'm like, oh my God. Cause she was like, I don't know if I should use it. I'm like, use it for the things that you can pay back for exactly. your, you know, groceries and your gas mm -hmm. and stuff like that. Cause she's like, I want to buy this dress on. And I'm like, why do you need that dress? Well, no, I'm like, and she's getting a store credit for another dress. I'm like, just wait till you get your store credit. Like, exactly. what do you need to use your credit card for? Yeah. I mean, so, you know, yeah. so I'm glad she's talking through it mm -hmm. with me and, but she is afraid of credit cards. <laughs> I was like, man, I wish I had some of these clients that I have hundreds of thousand dollars on credit cards right. would be afraid of the credit cards. Just a healthy fear. Again, we don't mm -hmm. want any trauma or like, you're like, so crazy. You're going to have anxiety or panic attacks, but yeah. a healthy fear to just, so it makes you sit in it and be like, why am exactly. I afraid to use this credit card? Because I don't want to get a higher balance and not be able to pay back and my credit score gone down, whatever it leads yep. to. And that is healthy to me. I agree completely. It's, it's <laughs> good to have a second to just kind of think. And I think mm. that's what a healthy fear does is it makes you think about the other think. possibilities and what that could look like. Yeah. And is it worth it or not? Yeah, it's the human flight or fight yeah. response, sink or sim response. I mean, it really is. And I think it's healthy. I mean, yeah. it's just like, should I touch a hot stove? No. Should I use my credit card? No. Yes or no? Yes or no? You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. it's okay. So. Exactly. Well, thanks to all the moms as we provide our final thoughts to all the moms who have provided healthy or unhealthy money messages because they have helped us grow in either way. And if you haven't grown to a healthy spot in your life, you can contact Crusaders for Change. We are here to help you. But any final thoughts? Yeah. You know, it's never too late to have these conversations with your parents or exactly. your children. So if you still have your parents and you have your moms, have conversations mm -hmm. and ask why things were done the way they were. Exactly. Same things with your kids. Have those conversations conversations. So mm -hmm. just don't be afraid to talk. Don't be afraid to talk. And it's okay to not be okay, but you need to get out of that, you know? So happy yeah. Mother's Day to all of y'all. Thank you for joining us today. Don't forget to follow us wherever podcasts are found. And remember, it's always better Yahweh's way. Thank you for listening to this episode. We hope you enjoyed our deep dive into the crossroads of religion and money. Also, we would love to hear your feedback on today's episode. So please leave us a review or just tell us what's on your mind. And remember to follow our podcast. If you have any questions or suggestions of topics for us to discuss, please email us at Yahweh at Crusaders, the number four change.org. To hear all of Yahweh's money latest episodes, please visit us at www.crusaders, the number four change.org or wherever podcasts are found. God bless.